You are now listening to Couch Coach Live. Couch Coach Live. Um, we've got a great show lined up for you today. i got a special guest, Seth, my boy, um, Bear, couldn't make it this, um, this week on the pod. i got a man, Los, here. What's going on, Los? Hey, what's going on? We're proud to be on the show again. Yes, sir. You know, you got some new thing going on, just my two cents. You know? Yep. Yeah, man. Thank you for giving us some, you know, just your thoughts on, you know, the NBA. So this is a perfect week to have him on. You know, we had, you know, with the NBA Finals ending, then we had um, the draft, and now we got free agency coming up. So I was like, this is the perfect time for you to, you know, hop on the party this week. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, happy to be on here. The draft, um, so, yeah, the draft, I got some, a few things to say about the draft. I got some winners, some losers. Uh, okay. You know, this last night. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's start with the with the awards. So, uh, what's your, what's your thoughts about this? The, the awards itself is it necessary? Is it you know? Um, personally, I don't feel like that it is necessary. Um, like think like the actual NBA awards show. I mean, it's great for the league. It's great for the fans. However, I don't feel like they need to have a full show to display all of that because at the end of the day. 
Um, I feel like they should still – they should – if they're going to have the show, they should have it at least before the playoffs. But we know that these players are going to be ready for the playoffs, practicing and things like that. But in order – like, you're going to have to trap right after the playoffs so you know where, where all of these players coming out of college are going and then we have the whole NBA awards thing. So I just feel like the actual awards ceremony really isn't that necessary. I feel like um, they should just they do they should do it like they like they did it in the old days, you know, just announce who these who these uh, who the winners of these awards of these awards are going to be. Or if you're going to have a show, you can still announce the winners of the the MVP and the um, Rookie of the Year six men, but still just have the show afterward and allow these guys to do their speeches. But to have to wait until after the playoff and after the draft. And then you announce who, what the what the, what the accolades are going to go to. I just feel like that's unnecessary. Yeah, that's not true. I think, like you said, I, I love the old days where the guys they would be, you know, it, 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 I think it's weird because I think a lot of those MVP acceptance speeches, I think they were more personable because it was just the media and then their teammates. Now it's exactly. like you go into an audience, and then it gets it gets confusing, like. Like yesterday, when they did the Rookie of the Year presentation, R.J. Barrett and Tiffany Haddish uh, presented the award. So you think to yourself, okay, you just had a draft, and now you're doing the Rookie of the Year. It, it's it, it's kind of confusing. It's almost like that's why I like and we'll talk about this more in the draft where I think they need to change the whole new year if they want to do it. And plus, like you said. With the MVP, with, you know, with those type of awards, they have to be announced before the play. You know, before I mean, during the playoffs, because to me, like you said, I, you almost forget. Because it's so funny. Because I, I literally forgot that James Harden almost averaged. He averaged almost thirty six points a game this year. Exactly. <laughs> That's where it's just like you forget that. Because it's funny because like how the Rockets was on Twitter last night going crazy. Because that's you know because you know Clark Ford won the MVP and you forget. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got so much stuff going on, and I mean, there's just so much stuff going on in the league. You got you know free agency coming up in a few days. You got the NBA Finals that just happened, and you're gonna forget what happened. You know, somebody's body at work from two months ago because uh-huh. the, the narrative changes so quick. Exactly. Yeah, and the next thing is so quick, it's almost like, it is almost like, for instance, when you look at the, um, when you look at the most improved player, when it was the Pascal Siakam and you had De'Aaron Fox and De'Aaron part of that category, right. so like when you look at the actual season and what these guys did in the season, I feel like it should have went to D'Lo because the right. Knicks would not have even made the playoffs if it wasn't for D'Angelo Russell. Pascal Siakam, on the other hand, he was pretty much, he was interchanging minutes between himself and OG Onuwabi, and OG Onuwabi didn't even get any minutes in the playoffs. So I feel right. like if you want to have if you want to have this award ceremony after the playoffs, well then at least at least consider these these players' performance in the playoffs as well. And I feel like that's what they right. did because just like James Harden averaged thirty six points a game, but then got knocked out in the second round. But then you had Giannis averaged twenty seven and twelve and what almost five assists, and he right. he had the best record in the league. But James Harden averaged thirty six, six and seven. How is that not being the most valuable player on the team? Or- right, <laughs> and that right, and that like you said, especially for Pascal, and like you said, he had a he, don't be right, and, and I think D'Lo he should have got it because, like you said, the Brooklyn Nets success was 
contingent on his play. And he was an all-star. And you look at with D'Lo, I mean, pretty much, and that's one thing, that's one thing about the league, and we'll talk about this, especially with the draft, where we write off these guys off so early. Because once they train him, we were like, you know, a lot of people like, oh, is he a bust? Well, I mean, you got to think about it. He was only like 21, 22 at the time when he got traded. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was just like, and then for him to be an all-star, he should have been most supportive. I mean, granted, Siakam was a – because a lot of people did vote him to be in the all-star game. A lot of people did. Like, a lot of people, you know, as far as – but I think I definitely think Dino should have won. I think because it's just this what the, the Nets in, in general, mm-hmm. and I and I hope they smart this offseason. And we'll talk about the free agency momentarily, but I just hope they smart. I hope they don't do nothing dumb. What was that? I said I hope they don't do nothing dumb as far as rearranging their roster and you know and making it worse than what it is. You know, as far as getting certain free agents that they, they're trying to bring. Uh, as far as the draft? No, no, free agency, free agency-wise. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Free agency-wise? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I'm, that's why I'm hoping with the Nets that they don't do nothing stupid because they got good momentum going, going forward. But, um, yeah, but with the draft, not the draft, but with the awards, I mean, Mikey, it's... If, 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 that's another thing where they don't have to change all this. They, it's, it's, it's congested. I mean, a lot of stuff, even though cause it, it's weird because it's kind of hard for them to kind of do the way the thing is structured because you got next week is going to be summer league, next Friday is summer league. So it's just like, how, you know, do you move summer league up? Now, uh, then you think about it, if you do that, those kids gonna have to play. Well, those guys gonna have to play up until maybe August, because some of it is like at the end of J- July. So if they push it back a week or two, I mean they're playing into August and this training camp at the end of September. Mm-hmm. So it's just, but you know who knows. But yeah, I do. I do like the world here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's also the hinder. Because you got a lot of these guys that coming out, like pretty much the fight that came out after one year of college coming in playing summer league games, playing what two, two, two and a half months summer league games, and then you going right in the training camp, and then you're halfway through the season, and you got the the, the ownership of these teams or the coaches of these teams wondering why my young players are winded come Christmas break or their bodies are starting to break down. Well, I mean. Right. You already started. They're going to play at a high level in some league, especially the guys who didn't go in the lottery because right. they were the lottery high draft. So the guys right. that right. they're the going to play their butts off to try to prove they've got to get themselves on an actual NBA roster and that's right. So then once it gets to the to the dog days of the NBA season right around Christmas time, their body starts to break down and that's you got the injuries that start to happen just because that's right. the bodies aren't ready to take that grind. Yeah, and then you look at it, and, and even if you make a successful NCAA at, uh, um, a tournament where you make it to the Final Four, what have you, you're probably only going to be playing like 40 games. So that's another thing where, you know, you're only playing maybe two 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 times a week compared to being in the NBA where you probably work probably, probably playing about four or five games in a week. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like you said, and then – Cause that's why I always say I don't think college, in the in essence, prepares them for this transition. 
It really does. It really does hit. And the same way, yeah. Going back into the, uh, into the wars, I mean, just look at who wanted to Luca because he was able to provide stability throughout the entire season. Tight, right. And in the category, he had him against DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton and Trey Young. I mean, they started off with, well, Trey Young ended hard, but in the middle of the season, right. he, started to, he started to fall off a little bit. DeAndre, DeAndre Hunter, after Christmas, started to fall off a little bit. But Luka was, right. Luka was able to maintain throughout the season because he, he understands that grind is like playing overseas, from playing overseas multiple multiple games in a week against top right. Exactly. And that's where, and that's where, where it also really boils down to. And like you said, you're not going to get that hard work experience in college, I mean, you know, you, you, you know, even get like Trey, like Trey Young. I mean, he probably gonna go against maybe a handful of pros, and you know, in, in his career, versus like Luca, he's going against the best of the best in his age. Exactly. Yeah. That was 16, 17 years old going against the top tier players at at in, in his league. Like he was a teenager playing against. 30-year-olds, 20-plus-year-olds, uh, 20 25-year-olds. 25 right. And so he knew what to expect when he got to the NBA, and it showed throughout his play. Right. And that's where, like, and that's something that is funny because that's what Mark Cuban was saying a lot, where they're able to, they're easier to transition than, you know, than, than American players because of that simple fact. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, and they have more, in, in, you know, and college is more of a good schedule. And the travel is not as much because, you know, if you're doing it in conference play, you know, you're only, you're only going maybe to another state. Talk, you know, maybe two or three states away versus in the NBA, you might be on a two-hour road trip. Like, you know, so. And a lot of that, too, was like, and like you're saying, and that's why it's like, it's so hard, like, for those guys, and, you know, to be that young and, in a sense, had a kind of pressure on them. I mean, I know, you know, I don't want to be, happy, be sympathetic for athletes, but, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be, you already, you know, you already had to deal with the mental, much less the physical, too. Exactly. Because, exactly. you know, we, you're right, we're teenagers, and they're making, like, this kind of money, which is just absurd at this point in their life, and it's just like, I mean, all this stuff is coming at once. So what's your so what's your thoughts about so you hear the story about Adam Silver pretty much trying to abolish the word owner from team owners to basically saying that it's like insensitive. Did you hear about that? I, I did hear about that and I hundred percent agree with Adam Silver from taking that word away. Why? Really? Yes, because I, I agree with it because he's making this league, he's making the NBA more and more of a player's league, more and more about the players. The players have more, much more control over their careers within the NBA. And on the flip side of that, let's be real, what's the majority of the NBA? The NBA is, what, 80, 85% African-American. So yeah. if you take that owner piece away, what are the majority of your owners? 90% of your quote-unquote owners are Either are for the most part what Caucasian, okay, right. right? Yeah, Caucasian, right, right, right. Take that well, so, so for him to make that bold statement and say, "Hey, I'm going to take this out and you're no longer on." So then, psychologically, in the in the minds of, of of a fan like myself, in the minds of of the players, 
No one owns me. This is this. I have ownership of my own career. I have ownership of where I want to go. So I mean, and, and, and it's and it's being proven within free agency. Like I understand what he's doing free agency as well. So you mean to tell me this team that drafted or this team I'm on can offer me the most of any other team throughout the league? But at the same time, if I want to go play with my best friend from college or my best friend um, outside of the NBA season, then I'm going, and then I have that choice to play with that guy. I have the choice to play with that team or to play with that team member. And we've, we've just seen that with the movement of Anthony Davis. Granted, he wasn't free agent. However, in the midseason, he's like, you know what? I don't want to play here anymore. And I, and I owe a lot of credit to, to his agent as well just because his agent is like, you know what? I know where you want to go. I'm going to make that move for you. All you got to do is just sit back, tell me what you want, and that will make it happen for you. That way, the media isn't going to come at you and attack you for your decision. Let them come at me. I'm not the one on the floor all the time. And so that's why I love, I love what Adam Simpson is doing for the league. And ultimately, he's doing his best to compete with the NFL, and I think he's winning at this point. And his, his first gesture was to make sure it was a it was a 365-day league. I think he, he succeeded in doing that. Yeah. And now with, with him doing his best to take away his owner label, I think that's really going to draw a lot more – a lot more non-conservative to the NBA, a lot more liberal to the NBA is going to boost the ratings for the NBA just because they understand psychologically that these guys aren't bound by these owners. Because let's be honest, the NFL, they do their best to keep their players stable where they are. Yeah, I, I get your point, but I'm the real you. I, I totally disagree. Okay. I mean, because to me, I feel as though when you, when the owner thing is more of a mental thing. I think if you like mentally, if you comprehend in a sense, and you realize that these people aren't, aren't, you know, aren't your owner in a sense, and most of these guys own companies of their of their, of their own. Like I, like Stephen Jackson said, I like the I like the title of being the owner of something. And then to me, because what I think is going to end up happening, I think we're going to have an. Um, some more, you know, some more ownership in the league that is, you know, that of, of our hue. So it's almost like, you know, like Jordan. I think, you know, Jordan is um, going to be one, and, and definitely I think LeBron James is going to be one. I'm going to put it this way. I think LeBron James probably going to be the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers by the time he's 50. So I'm going to give him about 15 years. I just don't, I mean... The only thing is just like I mean I get I get it I do get that when you look, you look at it from an optic standpoint yeah that you know pretty much we have Caucasians and pretty much the team that he owns is primarily about eighty five ninety percent are you know of African American of, of you know of our hue and I get that but to me I think he's just taking it a little bit too too much I mean. To be, I think if you're an owner of something, you should be proud of it. And it's just more of an it's more of an asset more so than a than actually than the actual phrase itself. And like like Mark Cuban said, basically, you know, it's it's just equity. You know, it's, it's you know, we we own equity, we don't own people, and that's the big difference. And he said, I think there's it was a USA Today um, article I read today about it. But like to me, I'm, I'm like I'm not. I'm, I'm. I mean, to me, I just think that's just a little bit too much. 
I mean, the only title thing, because I think now they want to be called the they're, they're gonna be like what they call governors of team or alternate governors. Hmm. I'm just like, I say, so he has to be the governor of the Cleveland Cavaliers or the governor of the Chicago Bulls. I mean, he's still in a sense, even in that word itself, it's, it, it's you're going over somebody. Yeah. So, you know, so, I mean, I'm just not down with it. Like, but I don't know, this month when, you know, like I was alluding a little earlier, you know, that narrative change when we have more, you know, black owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be, and that's why I think, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm thinking that's what they're going to lean towards. They'll bring it back because we're going to have at least two owners within the next 10 to 15 years, guaranteed. Exactly. And it might be sooner. It might be sooner now because I don't know. I don't know what's the, the you know the, the health of Dan Gilbert. That's the thing. Um, because he just got out of the hospital maybe a few weeks ago. Exactly. You know, he, so and he's in the rehab center. So I don't know how the, the, the severity of his stroke, or you know, as far as his, his his capabilities at this point. So. You know, I, I'm giving the 15 years, and I've been seeing that. You know, considering you know his his health. You know, even though we don't know the you know his health or what have you, but it's a distinct possibility. Yeah. And I think also too, it's because like it's not like the owners are the ones that make that. I mean, they have power when it comes to the teams, but when it comes to the decision making for the actual team, I feel like the, what the owner pretty much has is just the financial responsibility. Outside of right. that, it's the GM that's making the, that's making the player decisions. It's the coaches that's making the player decisions. It's the, it's the, the, the actual players. The players sometimes are the ones, in the LeBron James case, that's helping make the player decisions as well. So when they get right. the owner, when they, when, they want the, when they want that financial backing um, to help get these players in. But when it comes to, like, moving pieces, doing trades and stuff like that, the owner is just sitting back on his yacht or in his mansion like, all right, it's whatever. I'm getting right. paid regardless because y- these, the, the, y'all going to feel the same for me. <laughs> and some owners run a van. Shout out to, shout out to, shout out to James Dolan. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and then like, now I can understand when we when we lived in a Donald Sterling running the Clippers situation, that would have been perfect because something he used to say about his teammates, I mean his um his his players, was really like owners. Well, I think it's, it's I can now this happened maybe like five or six years ago. I would have been for this because the way he talked about his players, it was really like owners. Like he literally was like an owner. Like he would say like how his, you know, he would go in the showers and look at his players and how they're beautiful athletes. The players was like horses. And it was just like, that's not cool. That's just something I'm, something I'm not with that. Exactly. I'm, I'm and, you know, so, yeah, if we lived in the, if we lived in the Donald Sterling, Clipper owner situation, I would be, you know, I would definitely, I would definitely co-sign with it. So yeah, let's talk about the NBA draft. So um, who are the best, biggest winners of the draft for you? So uh, my biggest uh, winners of the NBA draft I have 
my top tier winner when it comes just to the draft alone is the Atlanta Hawks. I feel like the yes. Atlanta Hawks really paid attention to when, when Jerry West was at Golden State, they really paid attention to what to how Jerry West built his team through the draft. Let's remember the Golden State Warriors went to two finals with the with the team that was drafted with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And that's exactly what the Atlanta Hawks are doing mm-hmm. with the draft of of uh, 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 Trey Young last year, and I think they drafted Kevin Herter last year. And yes, still. And John Collins two years ago, you bring in, you bring in DeAndre Hunter, and then ice to ice the cake. Yes. Like, yes. Granted, he probably didn't. He probably didn't prove to the ultimate of what he was able to do at Duke. But everybody knows what this guy can do. Right. And, and the talks of what this guy did, what he's doing now. To get his body ready for the NBA, he changes eating habits. He's exercising better, so he's going to come ready to play because he know people overlooked him and paid more attention to definitely Zion Williamson, which it deserves, which is deserving, and yeah. DJ Barrett. But Cam Reddish, when you pair Cam Reddish with Trey Young, mm-hmm. playmaking ability alone, I'm going to talk about his shooting. This is yeah. playmaking ability. Yeah. Cam Reddish is going to go off. And then DeAndre Hunter, like, that's crazy. I mean, when did they got yes. to deal for Yes. Them? Yes. So they definitely are my top winners, but I also have to say the Pelicans because, I mean, they made moves before the draft, but to make those trades in order to land, in order to land Jack, uh, was it Jackson Hayes? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then you make you make that trade for Lonzo Ball, and I and I've been seeing a lot of stuff recently on social media. People dragging Lonzo Ball from what he played right. a, a couple of days ago. But I'm like, guys, this man was playing in a in the shadow of LeBron James. That's the right. nobody no no upcoming star can really be great when you pair with LeBron James because it's freaking LeBron James. He's going to take everything away from you. So you put this man in a position with other young players, Brandon Egram, Zion Williamson. They just re-signed Jaleel Okafor and Jackson Hayes. That right. high-screen pick-and-roll is just ridiculous. Ridiculous, right. And then you got the veteran in the starting lineup in Drew Holiday that I feel like is going to pair so well with Lonzo because if, Lon- if, if you can't get something you need out of Lonzo Ball, you can literally give the ball to, to Drew Holiday and say, go give me a bucket, Drew. Right. that good, and it's just overseeing just because he's had so many injuries throughout his career. But when he's played, he's been a top guard in his league. He's just overshadowed just because he hasn't been on great teams. And then I have my third winner, honorable mention third winner. It was a it was it was a small pick, but it was a huge pick. And that's the Denver Nuggets when they when Bull Bull dropped to them just fell in their lap. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like you already have a great team. Like these these guys just was in the what the second round the uh, second round of the playoffs for the seven right. Second seven right. And they had an eighteen point lead. Exactly. You right. Of that. Definitely, yeah, let's, let's let's be honest. He's going to come off the bench because I mean Nikola Jokic who should have been with in within those finals for MVP. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You have Nikola Jokic who start in, but then Gasol's coming back from injury. Who's everybody <laughs> looking? And he's twenty years old. And he's twenty years old. Exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. I was like, Whew. what a red shirt. He red shirt him. Right. It was like. 
I'm like, yeah. But I'm telling you, I'm I'm glad you you talked about that Lonzo Ball thing. And that's why and that's why people realize this is such a fresh start for him. You play with LeBron James, first of all, LeBron James has to have a ball in his hand. Yep. So what do you what do you think what's gonna do with Lonzo? He can't do nothing with that. And then when you're playing with somebody who you idolize, and like and Rondo said it best. He said it best. What do you expect from these guys who basically idolize this guy? Yep. And they're already young. So it's like you said, he's going against guys his age. Him and, him and Drew Holiday is going to have a – I mean, they're going to have – they can probably have the best defensive backcourts in the league. Yep. People don't understand. I love, I love that you said defensive backcourt. I yeah. love that you said that. Right. And, that's, and, and then what he's saying – those screens with, with, you know, and the, and the crazy thing about all of it is the wild card is Brandon Ingram. Yep. That's where it's like, and that's where people don't understand about that. I'm like, he is the wild card. Because to me, either or, if he, you know, because from what I've been hearing, his situation wasn't like Chris Bosch. Because they said that, like, with, with Chris Bosch was in his, was, was in his loan. And um, Brandon Ingram was in his arm. So it's in two different, totally different spots. So give or take, you know, of what that situation. And then that would be, um, and, and that's what, um, the Pelicans is one of my one as well. And then getting um, Mikhail, um, Mikhail Alexander Walker from the Chicago Tech. Yeah. And that was one of the many, and that was one of the many, Confusing things because of all the trades and what have you. You can forget because you're thinking, oh, so, so, they go to so, certain place. But you get him. And then this whole thing, I think, and they got to get the keys on giving. They're going to get these picks from the Lakers, and then they're going to be swaps. So it could be a situation where if the Lakers flash worse than them, they can swap out. Yeah. So it's just like, it's a perfect situation. And they can and they can learn together, and they got a great coach, and Alvin Gentry. And it's funny because, and I thought about this too. Because you, 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 I know you got to remember this. Remember when the Clippers, the, like the, it was like the 2000 Clippers, because that was the one with Dallas Miles, Quentin Richardson, Corey McGetty, Lamar Odom. And it's just like this. It's almost like this is reincarnated. We had a bunch of young guys, but this, this I think that these guys are a little bit more mature yeah. than you know than than them, and then they're in New Orleans, not L.A. So that's a that's a distinct difference. Exactly, and to add to your point about Brandon Inc. being on that team when he was yeah. like when he was in L.A. before LeBron, right. he's that guy. He has to be the guy to go out and get them butts. He has to be the that team. Then when LeBron yeah. came, everybody was like, all right, Brandon Ingram, Jordan, we got LeBron, Brandon Ingram, we need, you to, we need you to be that second score. We need you to go out and be that guy. Now, right. all he got to do is wait for his opportunity because everybody's right. going to focus their energy on a rookie. They're going to focus their energy on Zion. Right. Williams. Mm-hmm. Zion Williams. So, right. Only thing Lonzo got to do is beat Lonzo. So, right. I Great basketball cue, right. Yes, I really see this guy averaging. If he, if he can stay healthy, 
I really see this man averaging a double-double next season. Trickling around, maybe not that many points, maybe about 13, 14 points because he's not that much of a score. But he's going to tinkle around that 12, 13 assist of night. Exactly. And he has no other option. Right. And like and like and I used to say with last year with Brandon Ingram, he all he he's a poor man's LeBron James. So like how can he succeed in a system where he's with LeBron James? And it's funny because every time when that's when everybody's like, Oh, Leo, LeBron going here, I'm just like, it's not a good move. I mean, that's what messed them that's what messed them up. I knew it for a few chill. Because like all them guys are kinda they're a lot of light. Like to me being gonna say Rondo Rondo is like he's he's pretty much like a Lonzo Ball. He's a clone. And then she's like like come on now. Like you can't this this isn't gonna work. And Atlanta, that's another one too. I had them as my winner. Mm-hmm. And can, you know what's so funny with Cam Reddish? Cam Reddish gonna I think he's gonna be like almost like a Karan Butler, Paul Pierce type where they were still in the draft because remember they got drafted like right in that same proximity, like top ten. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we're I mean, Paul Pierce. I think he got drafted ninth, not ninth or tenth. And then Karan Butler got drafted by Miami. I think it was like eleventh or twelfth. After he had that good year at UConn, I think it was like two thousand and two or three or one. It always had to be two thousand and two. So it's just like I can see him having that type of situation. And then like DeAndre Hunter, like DeAndre Hunter is bad to say this. And this maybe just you know, and, this, and maybe this is good for like as far as you know, but to me he kind of reminds me like a, he could be like another Kawhi Leonard. Yep, I think so. It's, it's, it was so funny, and I think people don't really realize just like with Michael Bogdan, Tony Bennett. I'm I'm not gonna say like he held him back, but it's just you can see like he has limitless potential. I think in that Magic Championship game it showed me like look. Exactly. This dude can play. And then we can write. Yeah, and then National Championship game, he shows y'all, uh, all right, this is who I am. Yeah, y'all, y'all can talk right. about Patrick Rome. Y'all can talk about right. the other point guard, but let me show y'all who I am. Right. And, and people are right. Yeah. Right. And people fail to realize the main reason why they lost to you, you University of Maryland, Boston, Baltimore County, mm-hmm. he, broke, he, he broke his wrist. In the ACC tournament, he missed. He missed. He missed the tournament. Yeah. He got hurt in the ACC tournament in 2018. Yep. I'm telling you, and they lost him. You know, but that was the anchor. I think to me, he was the one. He was the one that I think you know. But I like you know what Atlanta's doing. Because to me, they pretty much have their star lineup already. Exactly. They got very good interchangeable parts. And I and I know we're going to get to the free agency piece, but yeah, let's be honest. When they moved to, when they moved Torian Prince, go that opened up some cap space for them to go and right. get a couple of free agents. And now you see what they did the other day. Um, they got rid of Kim Bazemore. They got Evan Turner. Yep, yep, that, yep, yep. yep that, that's that's like, I was like, yeah, they, Atlanta for real. They're really making some moves because they because they, yeah. they had a straight young last year. They saw the right they had with him and Jason Collins, so they were just like, you know what? Yep. Let's just make this a little bit sweeter. They were, and the, the, the picks fell for them. They were able to move some stuff around, and these guys are really going to be a force in the Eastern Conference. Really yeah, right. And it's funny when you look at it now 
people are talking about something, well, you know, Dallas got the best of the deal. But now, like, hold up now, because you got to think about it. So, uh, so basically, you got DeAndre Hunter and Trey Young for Luka Doncic, essentially. Yep. And it looks like, it looks like this trade worked out for the Hawks. And the thing with it, too, it worked out because I think Trey Young fits in Atlanta. Like, his personality fits more so than Luka. I think, he, you know, Trey Young can sell, he can be busting the seats for that, you know, for Atlanta. Because Atlanta's such a, you know, I wouldn't say it's a fickle market, but it's like a market where there really aren't, you know, there aren't, you know, they, like, this is more of a, like a commuter city where, you know, if the Lakers in town, they're going to sell out because people from L.A. or, yeah. Detroit, you know, something like that, you know, of that nature. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely like um, what they've done. Sneaky good is the Pacers uh, getting T.J. Warren. Remember, they got T.J. Warren in that, um, they did. in the trade. To get a guy for, you know, that's averaging almost, he averaged 18 a game. Yeah. It's perfect for what they need. I so I'm like, say, okay, pair with Victor Oladipo coming off injury, right? I, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, Miles Turner. I, okay, okay. That's yeah, it. I like that. That was sneaky. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, uh, that doesn't mean much, but TJ Warren's a baller. <laughs> right. And it, it, it what's funny is he played in Phoenix, so it's so hard to to yeah. that because I know yeah. Devin Booker scored seventy points, and it was just like you heard about it that night, and then the next morning. Wow. And I mean, if that was the, and that was against the Celtics team that that ended up, because in 2017 they made it to the, what? I, but anyway, you know, the 2017 Celtics was a, was a playoff team, and he scored seven points in them. And I mean, like he's one of, like one of the youngest players that ever scored that, that you know that amount of points. So, yeah. I think, yeah, getting the guy like T.J. Warren for that situation, where he's going to be a lot more recognized, you know, and he'll, you know, now goes the playoffs in the, uh, in the East compared to Phoenix. So, um, your biggest losers. Biggest loser, number one loser in the draft for me has to go to the to the Washington Wizards. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. what, what were you thinking? I mean, you Same. You draft that nine, you go with Rui uh, Hachibura. Hachibura, yeah. On Cam Reddish, Cam Johnson, P.J. Washington. Really? <laughs> right, right, right. And it's just like, and what was great about that, they didn't interview him, they didn't work him out. So it's just like, really? Like, yeah. like now I can, right. Like, you've seen this story before. You, you are the same team. When you have Bill, you have Wall, you draft Otto Porter. You have Bill, you have Wall, you draft Kelly Oubre. Like, we – and now neither one of those guys are there. So you right. can like another Otto Porter and another Kelly Oubre. Like, right. And then they're going to probably give him a max deal in, like, four years. Yeah. So That's why I'm right. Like, I'm telling you, yeah. I know why they reached out to Toronto to the tour to try and grab their team. Like, and, and guess what? Right. And guess what? And guess what? He ain't going. Um, outside of that, outside of that, it's like another uh, head scratcher. The Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, yeah. You, know, you just you you drafted Darius Garden last year with Colin Sexton. 
And right, and that's my thing because I kept on was like, everybody keep on saying, well, Beeline likes, you know, two guards. You know, he likes to have a, you know, that type of rotation. But I'm like, you basically you give you giving up on Carlos Sexton already. Exactly. It's, it's almost it's, it ain't like this, but it kind of reminds me of when the Timberwolves drafted Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but you know what's so funny. The second man used to be the same mess too. I'm aware you they had Ben McLemore and then they end up getting a dude from Michigan. Um, oh, what was the dude? Um, Styles uh, uh, Stockett. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like you get these shooting guards. It's like they like the same. Yeah, I man. The logic behind it is they're trying to pretty much copy what the uh, Portland Trailblazers did with drafting right. Andrew Litter and C.J. McCollum. But at the end of the day, those two guys also play defense and can actually shoot the ball. Darius Garland, right, right. I mean, I give it to him. He can stroke it, but yeah, Sexton really can't shoot all that way. Right. And, and that's right. They're pretty much the same size. So if I'm Kevin Love, I'm, I'm going to pull an AD. I mean, I know y'all just signed me to an extension, but come on, man. Like, put me somewhere where I can, where I can actually be something. Yeah, and that's not like, what would be interesting is that I think a good destination for him is could be Portland, possibly. I think he would be good in Portland, even though that's, you know, about like a homecoming for him, but yeah. I mean, he, he had to go somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Can't Tristan got to go so well. And also, I have a, my third loser. I have three losers. I have three for each, and my loser for my other mm-hmm. loser. The Boston Celtics, man. Like, yeah. Number fourteen, you, you, you. I mean, granted, you have Kyrie Irving who may be leaving. Even if he does leave, you got Terry Rozier who you can resign. But you don't need to think about that. You just go and grab Romeo Langford. Granted, he's not a guard; he's a forward. But you're already forward heavy. Jason State of Gordon Hayward. What do you give Romeo Langford for? I mean, maybe he could have been the best available at that time, but not really because Bull Bull still was on the board. Right, and they needed that. And they needed that. Exactly. Well, Al Horford walking, Aaron Banks is out the door. Who you got at center? Right, and they training him. I was like, what? What are y'all doing? I'm trying to plug in that guy. I can't think of his name right now, but that guy they drafted last year, but he couldn't even make it on time to practice in college. And, you know, and it's funny. And, and it's funny that with the Celtics, it's weird because we always look at Danny Ainge like, oh, my gosh, he does a great job. He hoards these draft picks. But some, sometimes these draft picks do not mean nothing. It happens to be in the G League. Because yep. I remember, I don't, you know, it's just in my brief memory. Remember the dude, James, like James Washington, he, was he used to play for Kentucky. And he played for them. Billy, a lot of those guys, I'm telling you, and it's like, to me, and then, what they should have done is they should have dealt, dealt like, what Atlanta did, which try to move up, and try, and, like, and give them, you know, because to me, they, we know this team isn't going to keep three rookies. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like, why would you even, like, do that? Like, just, you know, trade up to get, and make, hell, I'm at a point where, if I could move up two spots, I'd give up LA first. Because I know that, because I know that person, that extra draft pick isn't going to make this team. They're going to be in the G League. And like you're saying, it's confusing. It's like, like, like the whole thing with Bo Bo was really shocking. Mm-hmm. I, was, I knew for sure he was going to be a first round pick. Yep. For a fact. 
if a hand is dropping forty four to the Nuggets, it's it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's bad. It's really baffling. It's really baffling. Right. And, it's just it's a trip. Oh yeah, and to go back on about Boston, um, they were so hell bent on make on getting that home run trade to try to bring in AD, but everyone knew Anthony Davis wanted to be in LA. That was no secret. Right. It's been leaked a long time ago. Everyone knew he was going to find his way there. You didn't have a chance in getting him, so you should have just scratched your losses with trying to get AD. And like you said before, trade like trade some of your assets to trade up because I mean, like I said, you're forward heavy. The one player, the one player who I want to absolutely want to keep on on that Boston team is Jason Tatum. He's my one right. guy. You don't, you're not touching him, and you're not touching Jalen Brown. These are the are right. going to be the, the pinnacles of my team going forward. Go right. Forward, get rid of him. Oh, get rid of him. He got to, and then it's so funny. I, it's, I remember when he was up for um, this may have been like in 2014. And I remember Jordan's ready to give him a like $63 million deal. And I was like, Gordon Hayward's about to get a max for like three years or something. I forgot what it was. I was like, that's so crazy to me. But end up, you saw, you saw end up, they end up getting, you know, end up keeping them. But it's, just, it's amazing to me. Like, that's just crazy to me. Like you said, but the thing about it, they're going to they, they, they're gonna have to do something with Gordon Hayward. Like, because he's, he's just not a good fit with them. Mm-hmm. And it ain't nothing about the Brad Stevens connection. But I'm just like, they got to do something. Yeah. I really ain't coming back, and we know Al Horford not coming back, so. Yep. Which, uh, we'll talk about they that. They got to do something, I right. I don't understand that. I don't understand Al Horford's mindset in that, but we'll talk about that when we get to free agency. Yeah, that's, yeah, cause, yeah, I know, I'm thinking the same thing, like, Unless you know something we don't know, then it's a lot. It's a lot of guys who opted out, and I'm thinking to myself, there must be a market for them. Yep. Somewhere. But yeah, and, and I tell you about the Al Horford story I heard, and it's like, I'm like, if somebody does this, this is stupid. But anyway, yeah. So um, okay, all right. So for the draft. Is it, like, what's your biggest takeaway from it? And also, what would you want to change about the draft? My biggest takeaway from the on draft, uh, definitely the Pelicans front office. They'll bring in, yeah. they'll bring it in David Griffin. That put the icing on the cake for them guys. The move that this guy made, and let's be honest, he's not done. But just the, right. the move that he made in a little bit of time that he was there, he, when he first got there, his intent, let's see if we can get AD to stay. Had the meeting with AD. He's hell-bent on leaving. All right. Cool. Right, let's right. Deal with, let's join this deal with the Lakers, and that goes and that segues into my next takeaway: the Lakers trade. The heck is Rob Polinka thinking? You make right. this trade, and you make this trade for AD. Granted, he has one year, one year on his on his contract. He he's not re, he hasn't resigned yet because he can't resign yet. But you make this trade with AD, and now you you're left with on your roster at this moment. You give you throw you give the Pelicans every the whole living room, the kitchen sink, the bathroom. Right. You give them your whole team and your future, and you're left with yeah. what? LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, and what? Thirty six, thirty five. And, 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 and Big Mo, don't forget, don't forget Mo Wagner. Big Mo. Oh, 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 sorry, and, and Mo Wagner. I'm sorry. 
Big Mo, Big Mo, yeah, you don't get Big Mo. No, that's like, that's like that boy from Michigan. And I wonder why he, um, I wonder, how, I wonder how he got there. Yeah, you you make that deal as Rob Palenka, you're left with thirty five million dollars in cap space. So you got five players on your roster. So your option is to sign another max player and then right. a bunch of guys for one year, what seven million dollars to what, whatever. The yeah, leave minimum, right? Or you're going to divvy that up between what a Danny Green, a JJ Raddick, maybe get the Vice Harris, probably one one four. So you're going to get a right. Player like you did last year, a bunch of one-year guys for the league minimum, and you're relying on two guys to get you past. Let's be right. honest. Golden State Warriors are still going to be a force in the NBA. Everybody's kind of knocking. Thank you. Look at Clint Thompson. Thank you. February. They're not going to be a, a, a top-tier team in the West. And I'm telling you, right, right. You're going up against the Golden State Warriors, the Portland Trailblazers, who got better, and Nikola Jokic coming back from injury. The Dillon right. Nuggets, who got better. Like, well, that's what he get. You know, I'm just like, 
and then they kept on breaking it down. It's like, man, he ain't gonna make that kind of money at the same point of time. <laughs> and it was like, that's today. I mean, he's gonna end up in he's in a real situation in Portland. I'm like, he's gonna be a part of a team that's gonna you know that can make a big playoff run. And I think he's going to be fine overall. I think if we look at, look at 10 years down the line, if I, even five years, I think when it's next time for these guys to, you know, real their deals, he'll make up that money. He'll make up that money. And, you know, it's a learning lesson. And I think it's just, you know, it's one of those days where, you know, some, sometimes this type of stuff happens. And I know he, I know he's really disappointed. I mean, you know, especially coming off his senior year of high school, you know, Ben McDonald's All-American game MVP. Then you go to, you know, to a Bubner like Carolina. He didn't really work out there, like, talk about it. But, I mean, you know, it's still a good experience for him. And you go to Portland, I think he's going to be fine. Same thing with Bobo. Bo. I think, you know, he's going to be fine. They go, they're both going to good situations where, you know, good playoff teams. And they, you know, they, and they got good veterans that's going to help them. Uh-huh. You know, so, I mean, especially in Portland. So, and then, this whole thing about the trades, we got to, I'm telling you, it is so bad because if, if in and out, well, you know, we follow the NBA, like, too, you know, like, you know, very, very follow it. And that was the whole confusion of it. Like, you know, because, like, 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 the whole, Mikhail, like, Mikhail Alexander Walker situation. I, you know, I thought he got dropped by Miami. So, no, no, it was Bo Bo. Bo Bo was the one that got drafted by Miami, which turned into the Denver pick. It was just like, are you kidding me? Like, so to me, I think the league new year, it has to be after the draft. I mean, I, the, 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 I'll put it this way. The league new year needs to come first, and then the draft needs to come after the new year. Because it's, it's confusing. Because it's like like with DeAndre Hunter, he gets a Lakers hat, but why do know? So like he okay, so now he got Lakers hat. So now do we go through the whole process? He gets a Pelicans hat, and then he gets a, and then he gets a Atlanta hat. I mean, like seriously, right, right, right. And like, it gets to that point where it's almost like how do you and like to me? He can, he can literally say he got traded three times in one night, essentially. And, and it's just it's like. Right. Like this is the NBA. Like you, you should have enough hats available that when these because yeah, Tunisia. Los. Um, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, we're good. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, with the head thing too, it's just like, it's, it's just weird, like, it shouldn't, and then it's almost like you wasting these people's time. Like, when you, it's weird, like, he interviewed these guys, and we all know they're going to Atlanta. You talking about Atlanta, he got Lakers hat on. Yeah. It looks dumb. It really looks crazy. It looks, it looks horrible. Like, like to me, they had that's the the league new year has to start before this before all this happens. Mm-hmm. To me, 
it's just like it's it's it's, it's confusing. And like you, yeah, yeah. And you, you know, like we can follow the trades and you know this that and the third. But then when it gets to like the second round and these guys getting traded, you're like, okay, we traded draft rights to Portland or this. And I'm like, really? Like we get we get to that point. It's a trip. Yeah, it's, it's a trip. Like, I mean, either either don't either you have enough head, enough heads available. Like, I, I I like the fact they don't. That's you veteran. The fact that they so you see that head forties like yeah. who happens and like because the the Laker at Atlanta and Pelican trade that happened before the draft. So you just have enough heads available that when they do get drafted. Then all right, so you're a so you're actually a hawk. So here here here's a hawk hat when you walk out, give him this hawk hat. Either that, or just have a display come across the screen when they get drafted. The hawk select DeAndre Hunter, and you just have it uh, going across the display of your screen. That that's the hawk selection, and don't give them a hat or a jersey. They just come up with their suit, shake the shake. Uh, yeah, uh, right. Go ahead, and you and you have your energy, like, and that, that, that's what right, right. And I think it's just where all these, like, yeah, like, because these are, like, already, like, trades that happen within, before the draft. So, to me, if you have those in place, those should just work where you take the guesswork out of it. Because, like, it's because we can follow it, but if people are just, like, casually watching it, and then you're like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. Like, you want to take the guesswork. You want to take the confusion out of this. But this is a draft. It's, it's, it's supposed to be something that's supposed to be easy to follow. Mm-hmm. Like, so, unless you do have a, you know, because even if they do a trade within the draft, they announce it. So, they say he traded the draft right and such and so. Yeah. So, you will know. That's more, like, that makes more sense. But this, these trades have already been made. So, it's just like, to me, or even if you do do the trades, you may necessarily don't have to wait to the league new year and just make it effective immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, if you want to do it, like, open the trade, trade, you know, the trades, uh, the, you know, maybe a few days after the, you know, after the, um, the season is over. Just like what they, what they did. Two days after the finals was over, they made that trade. Yep. And, it's, and then from there, <clears throat> just make it official. Because it, it like it's just it's confusing, and I know they're not gonna get rid of the hats because you know that's the money. You know we look at the NBA and we realize it's the money aspect. So I mean, yeah, that's what they're gonna have end, end up having to do because there's no way because it's, it it was really it was really really confusing, and you shouldn't something of that nature. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to be thinking. In a sense, you know, I mean, like, you just watch it and you just see for what it is. It should be complicated. Yeah. Where, you know, where you really have to, you know, follow this stuff and you got to, like, you know, it almost like you got to write it down with a piece, with a piece of paper. Uh-huh. And at this point, where it's just like, all right. Yeah, well, he, So, okay, you know, I think he, they got to make it there. But then, he, you know, but he, you know, he'll be going to... Okay, where's he going? He would be going to Atlanta because New Orleans had to pick and then New Orleans traded the pick. Like, right, so it's just like, eh, I mean, it's, it's much to be desired. 
Well, overall, the draft was, draft was great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I always enjoy the draft. Yeah, and like in, in the touch on what you said, the emotion of the draft, I, I really love the emotion there. I love, like, uh, I know Stephen A. alluded to this as well, He like the, the amount of black fathers that's, that's in the Correct. line. Correct, yes, yes. Like, yes. That, that really brought out yeah. the, Oh my gosh! When well, R.J. Barrett got drafted, like, yes, yeah, all right. It's funny because it like you like you, we think of these guys as like you know just brute strong guys, and we still gotta realize this kid's 18 years old and he's not on his father's shoulder. Exactly. And I think that's when that's when we when you really realize the human element. And I like and, and that's another thing what David Griffin said, you know. He, Zion is not going to be, you, you're not going to turn this kid into something else. He, remember, we got to take perspective that he's an 18-year-old kid. Yeah. And we're going to treat him like he's, you know, we're going we to treat him like a human being. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not glad he touched on that, too. Where it's like, you know, it's, and like you said, it, it was such a great moment where it's like, you know, when, 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 when it really ultimately boils down to it, he got overcame with emotion. I mean, to me, and, and, and it hits them. And, like, you know, he talked about, you know, Audrey Barrett talked about when his grandfather told him way back in the day, like, you were back for the Knicks. And then for him not to be there, and I think that, and then when his father said he's proud of him, I mean, that's when everything, you know, you know, that's how, you know, how everything happened. It's like, that's where, like you said, it's just, it's just, a, it's just it's, I love that. It's just, it's just the emotional connection. You know, and it just, and it just, and it, it just makes them, it just makes it personable. It makes them, and, and that's what, like I said a little earlier, that we still got to realize, even though these guys are 6'8", 6'9", 280-something pounds, and this, that, and the third, they are still teenagers. Yeah. They're, they're still, teenagers, right. And they're, and they're still human. They still Right. They're still human. Right. I mean, we, we all know Zion's going to be number one. We all know RJ was right. a lottery pick when they were in hot school. Right, right. hear it and hear uh-huh. that moment that it yep. feels that emotion as a fan. You, you, you see it, you hear it, you feel it. And that's, and that's the connection that I love with the NBA. That's, oh, my gosh, yeah. And I wish, and another thing, too, which I think another thing that kind of went, that should have been highlighted a bit more, I think Zion is a stepfather. Because he has such a compelling story. Because um, he, he actually used to play college basketball for Clemson. And, you know, he was Zion coach for years. And he, I think it was a couple of weeks before he got drafted, he got hit by a bus. And, you know, he had this major accident. And pretty much his hopes, his hoops, you know, his, you know, his career was over. And I kind of wish... ESPN would have had that angle and him being around. I mean, I understand, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, what happened, you know, with the situation just having his mom around and his little brother around. But I definitely would love for them to bring up the stepfather angle. Because I look at, I mean, you know, his mother helped him a lot well, too. But a lot of it, too, is his stepfather. I think his stepfather, I did, I think, you know, he was an integral part of it. And man, his story is compelling too. So it's like I'm really shocked ESPN didn't bring that, you know, they, they didn't bring up that storyline. Mm-hmm. 
But um, yeah, the draft was great. Yeah, yeah. It always, it always delivers. Yeah, it was it was it was a good draft, and I think we I think ultimately we're going to have a lot more gems in this draft than what people of uh, people set out to set out to for you to believe leading up to it. I think it's going to be a it's going to be some of those guys like we had uh, I believe in the oh I can't remember what number of draft it was with Clay Thompson and Kawhi Leonard and all of those guys. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. Two thousand eleven. I think. This is going to be one of those traps where you're going to have your two, maybe three, just stars. But then over time, it's going to show you're going to you're going to know these guys' names, like Cam Reddish. You're going to I mean he was he, he would have been in a, a top pick if it wasn't for him being on a team with four other All Americans in the starting lineup. Right, right. We're going to actually see what he can do. We're going to see what Bobo can do. Like, it's going to be yep. other guys in his draft, Darius Garland. I mean, I think he's going to be a great player once he gets out of Cleveland. <laughs> I know, right? Something about Cleveland. It's funny because my, my co-host, Bill, he's from Cleveland. So it's so funny that we always trip off of that, how, you know, Cleveland, how it's like that. But, um, yeah, and that's, yeah, it's, it's going to be – they had a process with that, and then you know, bring that beeline. You know, of course, former University of Richmond head coach back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. So I, you know, that's gonna be very interesting. So now let's let's get to some let's do some free agent predictions. Um, I guess let's go with Kevin Kevin Durant first. We see Kevin Durant um, go sign. Uh, I. Think I mean it's it's it was tough with that one just because he's good for that injury. But at the end of the day, right. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. I think ultimately I think he's done with Golden State, and I think it's going to be a sign and trade deal with uh, I um, I'm going to say the New York Knicks. I think it's going to be a okay. trade deal where he's going to where he's going to go over to New York. Um, and yeah, that's that's where he's going to continue his career. I think that's what's going to happen with KD. You know, so funny, and I thought about that too because. Then for him to have a surgery in New York, I thought about that too, and it's like, uh, I, I, and I, you know what's so funny? I thought about the Sanders trades too thing, where I think ultimately that could ultimately happen. And I think Golden State would be smart to do that, mm-hmm. try and get some assets back. Exactly. But the thing, the thing about it, and like that whole thing, because there is someone man, you see, you know, Bob Myers crying. I was like, you know what? He crying because he. And you got to pay that man $31.5 million. Yep. You got to pay his option. I'd be crying too. Exactly. Right. If he's going to pick up his man option, he could be rehabbing. They're like, yeah, he's crying all right. He see that $31.5 million that he could be on the hook for next year. Oh. And he ain't about to cry. A part of me say he's going to stay in Golden State. What was that? I think he's going to stay in Golden State. Oh yeah, but I think well, uh, the weird thing about it because it's, I mean it's it's give or take with me because the whole because to me and we'll talk about Kyrie in a second because I'm telling you I don't think a team is going to say Kyrie by himself so it's, and then they met twice already since I guess since the end of the season so we're looking at they've met twice in like two weeks so it's just like. Uh, it's it's weird because it's like and then they went together. They went to Miami after the All Star break, and it's just like 
Uh, and then it's like, I can't, it's, it's weird. I, can I really do my own towards one of the New York teams because Kyrie got to go somewhere. Because yeah. I don't think nobody's going to want him by himself, and rightfully so. Yeah. Because that's cause like Charles Barkley said, he's the most visible player in the NBA. And he really is. And it's so funny, when he said that, I started kind of looking back, and I'm like, there's some truth to that. Cause even now, like I hate Boston. Talking about that, look like I'm like I don't know where you gonna go that you really like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, really. So my, like the other side of my mind is thinking, okay, you didn't you you left Cleveland because you wanted your own team. So then you go to Boston. You don't like Boston. So is it because you want a warm city? Is that what you want? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm right. I'm sure Pat Riley could throw him some money. But, but the thing about it, he don't want to play for no – I'm telling you, he don't want to play for no Pat Riley. He don't want to be in that situation. It's going to be just like LeBron. It's going to be like, like LeBron, like the same thing like with LeBron. He had a great coach. He had a, he had a fantastic coach. He had a Hall of Fame coach. He didn't want to get rid of him. So it's like he's never going to – like how should be for Popovich – He's not going to be with a Popovich. Oh, no. Gonna, no. That's not going to work. Right. Him up. <laughs> right. Right. So you got the New York Knicks. Okay. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, uh, in the wake of Klay Thompson and KD getting injured, I think he signs a one-plus-one deal for around $70, $80 million and stays with the Raptors. I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. Because, I'm, oh, but... I'm, I'm telling you, the prospect of him going to the Clippers, a part of me is like, I, I really, really want this because everybody can shut up about the Lakers. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like, that's, oh, my. Like, to me, I, it, I would feel sorry for Toronto, but we all know that the Clippers will be our own favorite. Like, the Clippers, the Clippers are a strong candidate. I just feel like, right. you know, I I care. I I got the team over the hump. I got the team a championship. I got my second Finals MVP. The city, the the whole country, Canada loves me. So right, you know, why not stay? Right, why not stay and continue? Right, to run the East like LeBron James did when he was in Cleveland. Right, let me that, let's let's just run the East. Then I'm like, thinking myself, right, oh. Uh, I'm just like, okay, Fred Van Vliet, Lou Williams. Fred Van Vliet, Lou Williams. Ugh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. oh, man. I, I, I think I'm just looking at the prospect, but I think he's going to stay in Toronto. But a part of me is hoping he go to the Clippers so we can shut up all this. The Lakers going to win the championship. Nah. Yeah, exactly. They got a lot more pieces. They got some. They got not a lot more, but they have one or two more pieces they need to add before they can think about winning the championship, competing, and possibly, possibly the Western Conference Finals. But I right, right. I, I, I mean, I, I understand who the great player that AD is. Everyone knows who LeBron James is and what he can do. But he's at the tail end of his career, and AD has not finished the season yet since he's been drafted. Right, That's right, it. right. Sure does. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie Irving oh. is a wild card. Yo, Amy. I say Kyrie is a wild card, and I'm going to add another player who's a free agent in this that's going to kind of full circle with Kyrie Irving. 
Kevin Durant, and that's DeAndre yeah. Jordan. Okay, yeah. Now, if DeAndre Jordan resigns with New York, I see Kyrie going to New York. If he decides to jump ship and sign with Brooklyn, I see Kyrie in Brooklyn, and I see KD following them. Okay. Ultimately, I see Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, your big three on the Brooklyn Nets or the New York Knicks. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, and that's the thing too, man. It's so weird. Like, I never knew how close, I never knew how close Kevin Durant and DeAndre Jordan were. They're like best friends. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly. so weird. I was like, yep. it's so crazy, like how all these relationships just come out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like, cause it's just like, okay, I've never, I would have never guessed that. Okay. The part of me is like. I think how we're going to go to Lakers. Because to me, like, because the part of me is like, all right, because if I, it's all contingent on Kevin Durant. That's why I so I like this because it's, it's critical thinking. It's, you know, it's, it's not like I'm in school, but it's because you look at this situation. Because Brian already said, if you come by yourself, we not we don't want you. And I think, and I think they speak. To, I think what Brooklyn is, is saying. I guarantee you, the other teams who are courting Kyrie Irving is probably saying the same, but they're just not saying it out loud. So to me, Kevin Durant is probably like it's like all of it. Kevin Durant is going to be the catalyst of all of it. It's going to start with him, and that's when everything. That's when that's when we have what they call a snowball effect. I think once he makes a decision. That's when everything's gonna kind of like chart off. So, so I'm only based on my thinking of how I have him now. So I still think um, KD gonna stay, and like I, and I do like that idea of him getting traded. But then a part of me is if you do with the Knicks, what in, in a sense can you get from the Knicks for thirty something million dollars that you will actually want? Yeah, that's the thing. Where when you win, you get it back. And like the haul for that is just, I I mean, and the guys it's funny because the guys who I would want they're on rookie deals, so it's just like yep yep, yep. like you look at Dennis Smith Jr. look at Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett. I mean that's that's just the start. Like these are the guys who I would want if I'm you know if I'm the if I'm the Warriors. So. I think Kyrie will go to the Lakers. I think that's going to be the big three. And the whole thing is just, you know, like you see how now they kind of get along, him and LeBron get along. And it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't know. It's just going to be strange. And um, I said, Clay Thompson. I think, God, I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah, he's refining. All right, so this is the fifth. So this is the fifth K because um, Antonio Daniels um used to play for the Grizzlies and the Spurs. I think he called it. it this he called it free agency this year. The five Ks. So the fifth, the fifth K, Kimball Walker. Where did he go? Kimball. Now this is gonna take some work on on the other team part, but I think it will be a great fit. And smart, but Kimball to find his way in Toronto. <clears throat> if Toronto can work a deal to get Kyle Lowry out of there, <clears throat> sign Mark Gasol, 
you're going to not have to resign some pieces. Like, you're going to have, yeah, to, mm-hmm. have to allow Danny Green to walk. Marcus is going to have to walk. Find a way to, to trade uh, Kyle Lowry out there and get something for him, something small. And um, bring Kemba in there. Yeah. Outside of, outside, of, outside of that possibility, Kimball's so loyal, and it right. him a fan because he deserves. I think he deserves. He deserves more. Right. He owes it to himself to go to a contender. Right. He does. He sure does. He, he if he don't stay in Charlotte, my best fit for him will be Toronto. Mm, that's interesting. I never so funny. I never even thought about that as a possibility. And that's another way to shoot around, huh? What was that? Yeah, either way, either way. Oh, and um, because I mean, it's because it's, 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 it's in the air and it's funny with Kemp just because he, he's willing to take less from Charlotte. So in my mind, I'm thinking maybe he's willing to take less to play with a contender. But if he if he goes to a contender that that's right. like L.A., who's only a contender because of LeBron and A.D., not because they've been there last year, because – I mean, he's like, well, then give me the max. But if you're going to pair with Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam, right. right. I, I might take a little bit less. You might, I, I might can, you might can give me, instead of giving me 37.2, you might can give me 32, 30, 29 million. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Just, just to see if you can keep Danny Green on a one-year deal. That's true. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. And that's where, and yeah, he even going to take a pick up in Charlotte, which is like, I wouldn't do all that. Yeah. Because everybody coming to Charlotte, so it's just like I still think he's gonna stay in Charlotte. I think he's gonna stay. I mean like yeah, and that's yeah. another thing where it's a it's another one where if the K D thing don't work out if the K D if the K D Kyrie thing works out and then that thing that's gonna be the Lakers second option. I can see him going to the Lakers and taking less money. Yeah. So he would have to take less money because they, they can't afford them. I mean, you know. Exactly. Yeah, but how's the trend? Uh-huh. And, um, I got one that might blow your mind a little bit. Yeah. You talking uh, this L.A. stuff with uh, Kyrie, Kemba. What about Jimmy Butler? You know what? If I'm him, I mean, the thing with the – I know that everybody's talking about the Rockets. Yeah, I, I saw that, but it's not going to work. And I'm just like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> because to me, because Jimmy's a hothead. Jimmy's exactly. a hothead. Him and Chris Paul, they can they kill each other. Yep. <laughs> I, mean, not, I mean, I mean, I might, I mean, it might be a possibility. I mean, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to wish and stuff like that, but there's going to be an altercation. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy and Chris Paul are two alpha males. And exactly. And I, I, I don't see that happening. If I'm him, he's another one where it's just like, do I stay in Philly, knowing the fact that we are literally a buzzer beater away from actually beating Toronto? And when you think about it, I think out of all the teams in the Eastern Conference, they should be the time that they have more, more optimism coming into the, the season. Because we're forced into a game seven. Like... Yeah. And, and then they, 
I mean, it all depends on how 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 the free chip fall was feeling. Because I mean, you, right. you got Jimmy Butler who's going to be free agent. You got Tobias Harris who's going to be a free agent. And then if those two players walk and Kimball Walker still there, you can bring in Kimball and move Ben Simmons where he deserves to be and needs to be. Exactly. Because he can't Off the shoot. ball. He right. Shoot. He can't shoot to save his life. That was all. I don't know if you seen this meme. When they said, what would, would you rather have? Would you have him land on the moon or would you have him shoot, shoot a, a shoot? They had, they had that man in a space suit. <laughs> I was like, man, it's accurate. Yeah. yeah. It's so accurate. But, uh, yeah, part of me is like, uh, I mean, the thing with him, he's been so many places now. I mean, this, is, this would be what his, it would be his fourth team. Yeah, fourth team, yep. If you know, if he don't say with the Sixers, and he's like, he got that label. He got the label of high head and his alpha male. Yeah, the Houston thing, I'm like, that's just noise. I just don't see that happen. I just cannot see that for life of me. That he would actually literally be like, you know what, I'm going to go to Houston. Nah, I, got he, I can see him taking a meeting, but outside of that. A yeah, I can't, right. James Harden dominates the ball so much. Right, right. Irk Jimmy so much. Like, right. And that means, let's think about it. That's why it didn't work with Carmelo Anthony. He's got three right. right. guys in your star line, though. It's not going to work. And you know it, and you know it kills Chris Paul. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the fight will happen quickly. <laughs> right. And shout out to Big Baby Davis. Because he always used to say, they always ask always about Chris Paul. All Chris Paul do is dribble, 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 dribble. That's about it. Shout out to me, baby Davis. And when he said that, I was crying laughing. Yeah. But it's just like, but it's the truth. So, all right. Um, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, you said Horford? No, D'Angelo Russell. Where do you think he can go? Say that again? D'Angelo Russell. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. D'Lo, 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 D'Lo. I think he resigns. I think he resigns. I mean, I, I hear the talk about him possibly reuniting with the Lakers, but I think that bridge, that, that bridge has burned regardless yeah. of who's on that roster. I think that bridge has burned, and he don't want to be like, L.A. is beautiful, but if he goes to an L.A. team, it'll be the Clippers. Right. But, mm-hmm. I, I, I think he resigns. I think him and Spencer Dinwiddie has, has started to yep. great there. All they have to do is just add one more piece, whether it's, whether that's Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. I just feel like they need to add one more piece because I mean it'll be a small backcourt, but you, Kyrie Irving, D'Angelo Russell, and Vincent Dinwiddie can make that work. Right. They're and that was, right. But with the with the quickness and the shooting ability that all three of those guys have, they can make that work. I think he. I think he should stay. I think yeah, he's, he's a like he should stay. I think he stay. That's why I really don't want like Kyrie to come to Brooklyn, because I think he's gonna mess he's gonna mess up their chemistry. Because it's so funny, and I'm not trying to say that they were like Boston, circa 2018, but they were a team that was that overachieved. And then because we always think, well, you know, Kyrie coming back, oh, they're gonna be a whole lot better. And they lost in the second round. They yeah. did, they got swept. They, they I mean, if they, if they had a good game win, they would have been swept. So this is another guy. So this guy, he declared his option um, is with Sacramento Kings, Harrison Barnes. Oh, I forgot about Harrison Barnes. Oh, man. And I don't – 
it's an interesting place to be I put it this way. This is because this is what I when I first read the news about Harrison Barnes, this is what I thought. If mm-hmm. Katie walks, if Katie walks, why not go back to Golden State? That's what I say too. Yeah. It's perfect. That's what I'm telling you. And he's a cheaper option. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, 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 he will be perfect. And people still realize they still want a championship with Harrison Morris. Mm-hmm. I, but I really wanted him to stay in Sacramento because I wanted him, him to be, be a part of something special in Sacramento. Yeah, that's, they got something really good going out there. I mean, right. I, I, I hate to see that Willie Cauley sign wants to walk from that. Right. I mean, it's, 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 he's replaceable. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's a, he's a damn man that doesn't. He's, you know, right. He's, he's a poor man, DeMarcus the, uh, the Cousins. Poor man, Boogie. My man, Boogie, if he doesn't stay where he's at at Golden State, a perfect, perfect, perfect piece for him, place for him mm-hmm. to go, if they can afford him. Because, I mean, honestly, I don't think they can afford him because he's going to be cheap. Boston. I mean, anybody can, oh, yeah, yeah. Cause he, I'm telling you, because he can be a great replacement of Al Horford. Perfect. He'll be perfect. <laughs> right, and also and go in there. That's what Danny Age might have in his back pocket, which is why he let those two big men walk. Is it right. like all right, James? Bye, Horford. Bye. I'm not gonna select the big man in the draft. He's probably thinking, Boogie, I see you. Oh, and also another even right. And another count for Harrison Barnes, the Magic. I think he'd be a good fit with Magic. Yes, he would, but is that going to stunt the growth of Jonathan Isaac? That's true. That's the thing where it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about um, Al Horford. Where do you think Al Horford would go? That's the hugest question mark right now. I, I don't have a place for him because I don't feel like what he's asking for is what he deserves at this point in his career. Oh yeah, so like I was um, talking, about, I kind of pre um, did like a little tease on it. So I've heard that they're going to be teams going to offer him like a four-year, a hundred million dollar contract. They're like, what? I'm just like, huh? You know a guy who's 33 years old, a five-year contract? Yeah. I'm like, damn, I wish I would too. Damn, I wish I took basketball serious. <laughs> Man, what in the world? Cause I'm and somebody they was even saying maybe like I see like a Portland could, could could work for him. Yeah, but if you're not, but if you're not gonna, you're not gonna sign somebody to a four year, hundred million dollar deal. Right. Basically, and it was like because that's what it's, people say like how you know as far as because they said that that could be a possibility for him to make that kind of money, and I'm like, who's gonna sign him for four years, a hundred million dollars? Yeah. At that age. <laughs> Exactly at that age, I just like this is like drafted with Corey Brewer and Joe Kim Noah. Like, like right, perspective. <laughs> right. This man, he, 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 he be, I think he'd be better for this year. Cause he, he really needs to come up his off his high horse. Right. But that is the league. That's the league. I don't think it's just the league. Almost bizarre as it sounds, but. The league is just giving out money like that. Hey, you know who would take them? Charlotte. They get money. They yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look, yeah, you might be right about his own thing because Jordan made it look bad. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing about it. You know where a ball is down. 
don't want my man to be looking that bad. I'm surprised how get my I'm surprised he didn't get like um to see a little. I really think I'm getting to see a little. So he, he like Carolina, like he love he, he loved driving Carolina guys. Like he I can believe he tried to was it um Talazella? Talazella was on that team. I'm like, who are oh is is Starving Marvin Williams on that team? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God! Like, like the fact that Marlon Williams is still in the league, I should have took basketball seriously when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is insane. Marlon Williams is still out here getting checks. So that's a shame. Um, JJ Redick. JJ, JJ, JJ. JJ's in a point where his career where I think he wants to win, so mm-hmm. I think he might go ahead and team up with LeBron and AD. I thought about that too. I was like, yeah, that's the best shot move because the Lakers need to get shooters. That's their biggest problems, and that's why when you cannot win a, and they came up like, oh, they're gonna compete with Golden State. I mean, yeah, Ray, you be got a couple heat check guys, but you can't heat check these dudes. These dudes can shoot. Yeah. I mean, you can't get in their mind. You know, they can shoot. It seems like that type of stuff don't deter them. You know, you don't need a back, all backyard alley team to bat dudes who, can, who shoot over 50% from, from three. You know, at least shoot over 40. That's just a little bit, you know, just a little over, overzealous. But it's like, yeah, you can't, you got to have shooters. Yep. Because, I mean, LeBron James is going to handle the ball. That's why you don't really – that's why, I mean, you can – you can like, a Kimball Walker would fit better than a Kyrie. Right. Mm-hmm. Kyrie is so ball dominant. Kimball can decide to play off the ball and let the game – and watch the game and get in where he fit in. Exactly. You can, you can go out and, like I said, you can go out and grab a Jimmy Butler and then sign J.J. Reddick to a one-year deal. Correct. If you really feel like you want to go grab a point guard out there, I mean, heck, you can go ahead and get Seth Curry for all of that. I mean, all you need is somebody that can shoot the ball. <laughs> exactly. I mean, basically, that's what they need. That's all they really need. Yeah. Because they can space the floor and do their thing. But um, I have another guy out there that's a uh, free agent, and I, I posted this on my on my uh, on my just my two cents page uh, when uh, Kobe White got drafted. Yeah. What, what do we think about Tobias Harris wearing that black, red, and white? Oh yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, nice. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. That'd be a. it be a good look for. Him. Oh yes. Yeah, that'd be a good look. What about Malcolm Brogdon? What you think about where he gonna go? What was that? Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon. I, I, honestly, I think all of the free agents for Milwaukee are staying with Milwaukee. Chris Middleton. They got if Calgary's all plays another year, I, I just feel like they have they they know what they have there, and all they need to do is grow together. And Giannis on the Kumpo just needs to improve on his jump shot. It got better as the season progressed. Yeah. But if he just focuses more on his jump shooting, because everybody he knows can nobody stop him flashing to the rim. Nobody. Can exactly. Stop him. Nobody. Nobody. So if he adds shooting to his game, oh my gosh, what you gonna do with him? It's a wrap. Crap. <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh boy. He's talking about most of the MVP. He's got the MVP and can't shoot. Yeah. Yep. That's what I mean. Right. Exactly. Right. 
They win, they win, they win that championship. They yeah, get exactly. the shot. Exactly. Yeah. Any other free agent you um, want to talk about? Julius Randle. Oh, yes, yes. And, 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 okay, yeah, you go first. My, I have two options for Julius that I think would be perfect. One would be Boston, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a grinded out guy that I think will fit perfectly with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They, they those are grinded out guys. They need a, another powerhouse in the middle that can just go for it and go after it. Second option that I think would be best for him, Portland Trailblazers. Oh yeah, Portland. Yeah, Portland's good. Yes. Yeah. Put that, put that guy beside C.J. McCollum, Damian Leonard, Juice. Oh my goodness! And he and he and he can stretch it out to the three, but he loves to pound the ball and grab rebounds. Because Yusef Nurkic, yes, he's tall, he's big, he's physical, but he's not a big rebounder. So and you know, right, right. Hey, you know, it's so funny. And, and I think the Lakers should have kept him. Yep, to be jumping. That's right, because that's like, and out of all those guys. He fit. He fit well with with LeBron. He fit very well with LeBron. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, that's like if Big L. That's another thing where if if it's based contingent on if you know if Kyrie don't go out or what have you, I can see him going back to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. That'd be a nice uh, situation for him. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah. It really would. Because, uh, I mean, we have, cause, I mean, he definitely not going to resign with the Pelicans. I mean, Zion no. is now forward. Right. Uh, it's a wrap. Finally, somebody. I know, right? He's balling. He can score the basketball. Right. And that's something like, it's crazy how, like, and that's the thing. And that's why I think we, and that's why these, these guys getting drafted so early, we write them off so quick. And people don't realize. I think Jimmy Okafor is probably only with better like 22, 23 years old, probably. Exactly. Exactly. And it is right. They're trying to write him off so quick, but he really? bought when he was in Philly. The only reason why they traded him is because he wanted to win and Philly wanted to lose. Right. right. <laughs> Basically. And that's why it's just like, it's just so amazing, so crazy how, and I think Jimmy Randall was the same way. I think a lot of those guys where we look at them Three years down the line, they're a bust. But I'm like, they're only 21 years old. they just getting into, you know, they're just getting into their own groove. Mm-hmm. That's another thing where, and I think this is a bad thing now because I just, because in high school, there was the expectation too. But I think this whole one and done thing has really, because I think we see so many, like, like so many guys now who come out and make an immediate impact versus, you know, and we just realized some people just and people just grow at their own pace, you know. And that's the thing where you know, you know, you, you, I mean, you go from a situation where you pretty much double, in some cases triple, the amount of games you play in college in one year. Like I'm looking at his numbers right now. Last year he averaged 15 points and nine rebounds. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And we, and we used to call his man, and they probably used to call him a bus. So how? Yeah, how? Right. But it's a trip. Same thing about Jabari Parker. Average 15 right. points last year. Right, right. He started in Chicago. 
Yeah. Got rid of, got rid of him and Bob Porter because they wanted to win. Right, right. Like, and then it, it, it ended up happening. They had the same pick. That's why I think they really. That's why I think. They, that's why it's so funny. Like how the Pelicans and the and the and the, um, and the Grizzlies got the, the top two picks, and they were thirty win teams. Yeah. You know, and everybody, everybody was trying to take like like with Chicago. Chicago lost sixty sixty two games. I think was sixty yeah, two games. And ended up getting a seven pick. Yep. So just imagine like how you know that's, that that should be where the Pelicans should have been at. You know, or the Grizzlies. And I so think I think a possible fit for bringing up Jabari Parker too. And now mm-hmm. we have no one is talking about this team, maybe because they don't have the money. But why not Oklahoma City? No oh, one's going yeah. to give that. Nobody's going to give Hurting for another score. Like, you add 15 points to run mm-hmm. with Paul George. They're a much better team. Exactly. A whole lot better. Yeah, that's the only place for them. Yeah, but it's just funny because the last is like, oh, I ain't picking up your option. So, look, I got to still pay John Wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I feel, I, I just feel bad for Bradley Bill. <laughs> I just saw him. When I first saw him, I was like, "Oh no, that's gonna be crazy." But I mean, I know because basically he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be there. He's pretty much by himself. Yeah. Yep. He's, you know, he's, thank you. Every time you think John Wall is going to prove you right, he proves you he, he, right. He gets hurt. Like he gets hurt. Right. That's just what happens. And then player. right doesn't bad luck. Right, just bad luck. Yeah. And then that's another way he can come off that killing injury, and you know, because he don't shoot. When you think about it, he almost he okay. Yeah. He came out 2010. He almost 30. I mean, he be, he like twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, he almost pushing thirty. Yeah, and this is like, oh, and for a point guard to you know to have a, a killing injury like that is is rough. At a, yeah, any age. Cut. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but it's right. Yeah, yeah, because he has that, that attacking style. He has that, you know, that type of style, but. I know. That's like, I'm just like, that's like, that's like oh, yeah, massage you and go to the Wizards. No. This team is a mess. There's no way. This man said, I don't even want 10% of their ownership. I'm like, dang. That's why I'm shocked, like, that the Raptors didn't give him that, that 10% of ownership. They probably will, though, eventually. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. So, um, all right, let's put on this week, on this week's part, man. Um, any final thoughts? Um, any final thoughts? No, and at this point, I, I believe that's a lot. Um, I'm just just ready for the free agency to kick off, man. I think, I know. I think it's going to be a, a lot more player movement, not just from the free agent standpoint, but also from a trade standpoint. And once the once the, once the chips start falling, it's really going to get interesting. Um. I, if I have to pre- if I have to pick like a really super early after draft before free agency pick, <laughs> then uh, the Western Conference I'm gonna go with the Denver Nuggets easy, and uh, mm-hmm. but ultimately I go with a repeat of the Toronto Raptors. Like I mean, in my opinion, I felt in my 
honest opinion, I feel like Kawhi Leonard is. It, I feel like Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the league. He's already knocked off the best player in the league and got a Finals MVP for it. And now you got two Finals MVPs with two different teams. Like, I, there's no he, he can stop anybody and he can score on anybody. So defense is really overlooked in this league right now. And I feel like having Kawhi Leonard is bringing that back to the forefront. So. I mean, that's just my thoughts. That's just my thoughts. Everybody looks yeah. crazy when I say that, but it's just my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, and it was, was going to be interesting, like you said. It's, it's, was, was one thing happened, like Kevin Durant, I think it was the Kevin Durant, when he chooses where he can go, that's where everything is going to go. Like, it's going to be rapid. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, another final thought I have um, – it's, uh, I saw we had uh, we haven't really discussed we haven't discussed it, and that's our uh, early rookie of the year. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If I have to, if I mean, even with Zion being number one and him being the highlight, I I, I don't see him. I see him being a finalist, but I feel like it's going to be John Morant. I mean, yeah, this guy's going to he getting he's yeah. getting the keys to the franchise at an early at an early stage. They got rid of Conley. Morant is your team. Here's the ball. He's going to have the ball in his hands so much. He is a playmaker. He can shoot. He can dribble. He can pass. He can do it all. And because he's going to have the ball in his hand for the whole game, that's why I feel like he's going to be the uh, the rookie of the year. Zion Williamson will be a close second just because yeah. of his explosiveness and his ability to run the floor. And, I mean, he has long go ball. That's <laughs> so, right. He's going to have him feeding the ball right. Right behind him. But I, just feel, I feel like R.J. Barrett is going to um, – I don't. Even, he might get that third, that third finalist. It may be him or DeAndre Hunter, depending on how the Hawks decide to use De, um, DeAndre Hunter. But I just feel like RJ Barrett. He's gonna. He's gonna have some. He's gonna be forced to try to do so much, but it's mm-hmm. gonna work out in his favor. And I think it's gonna be more of a competition of who gets the shots up between himself, Kevin Knox, and uh, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. If they don't bring in any other pieces, because I just feel like those three guys together, I don't think it's gonna work. They like, yeah, and that's why I feel like they 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 need to try to make a do a sign and trade with Kevin Durant, keep R J Barrett, grow R J Barrett, pair him with Kevin Durant, bring over Kyrie Irving, and grow R J Barrett with two, with two veterans that know how to play the game. Because I feel yeah. like putting Andre R J Barrett in with those two young guys is really gonna hold him back from from reaching his ceiling um, earlier than what he should. Yeah, yeah, I think um. I was here the year. It's probably it's probably about a cross between. Um, let's see who I. It's probably, I'm still thinking it could possibly be RJ Barrett. I think RJ Barrett. He got a lot to prove. I think yeah. and, you know. I think it's one of those things where and that's another thing where it's so weird how people say he overachieved. He underachieved that dude. I'm like, how can you say somebody overachieved the average 21, 21 a game? In college. in college, like especially in, 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 in within Coach K's system, and it's like that's why it's just like, and this is like, I mean, I, I just don't understand how people, and I think this, I think this is the way we live in the world we live in now, the social media, you know, social media thing, the outrage, you know, that type of thing, where it's just, you just do that to get people riled up, because I'm just like, I don't understand how people say that. And I just think he, I think he's gonna do a great job with the Knicks. So I definitely think he's gonna be the rookie of the year. Yep. 
So where, where can they find you on social media? What was that? Where can they find you on social media? Oh, they can catch me on social media on Twitter, uh, just my underscore, the number two cents, S-E-N-S-E, is my Twitter, and my Facebook, you can catch me on my Facebook page, uh, just my two cents on Facebook. Um, and pretty soon I'll be in the works of uh, they're trying to get a podcast or, uh, or an audio podcast, but I will be letting people know yes. once that happens. Yes, indeed. So, so, yeah, just my two cents, and it's me, Carlos King. Yes, yes. And of course, follow the show on all your favorite social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also, the podcast will be on Spotify. Also on Apple Podcasts. Still haven't found a word of iHeart Heart Podcast, but I'm still working on that. You know, they just late to the party, but it's all good. So for Los and Coach, man, this is Couch Coach Live, man. We'll catch you guys next week.